Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Good morning, and thank you for joining host Cheryl Esposito for an intriguing hour of Leading Conversations. Each week, Cheryl brings together big thinkers to the Voice America Business Channel. Now here's your host, Cheryl Esposito. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Leading Conversations. This is Cheryl Esposito. Today, we have a special guest who has been with us before, Marsha Weeder. Marcia is CEO and founder of Dream University. She is an inspiring author and speaker. Her books include Making Your Dreams Come True, Life is But a Dream, Dreams Are Whispers from the Soul, and Doing Less and Having More. Now, Marcia has been called America's Dream Coach, and you'll all find out why as we move through this next hour. Now, her latest project is perhaps one of her most audacious and we're going to learn all about that today. Marsha, welcome to the show. I'm honored to be here. I'm back by popular demand. <laughs> yeah, it's so great. And, it, and it's so great to have you here at a time when people, some people are feeling like um, it's not time to dream. But we're going to talk about more why you think that's absolutely not true. This is actually the perfect time to dream. So where are well, you I think today? it's never been a better or more important time. And, if, you know, you could look at the economy or your own business budget or your own personal checkbook and use that as the justification for, you know, kind of hunkering in and pulling back on everything. Or you could really step up and say as a, as a visionary, which is what we talked about last time, yeah. Um, as a, you know, as a visionary, what's really needed right now? What's the opportunity right now? Uh, you know, rather than running scared and closing down and compromising my vision down to what's realistically possible, let me open up to the visionary place inside of myself get clear about what I do and don't want, and then from there actually design the strategies to make it a reality. You know, that all sounds very practical and very logical. And before we get into more about that, I want to talk a bit about your philosophy because I know that you say that there are the dreams we have for life and there are the dreams that life has for us. Talk to us about my, what you mean. Quote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. Yes. But you, talk to us about what you mean by that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you know how you're often heading down a path, and all of a sudden you think you're about to make a left turn, and life forces you to make a right turn. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, you know, I just. 
I don't know if I would call myself a fatalist. Um, I think the richest way to live life is when we're living more in integrity with our heart and soul, where we are living on purpose. We're following a mission or a calling, and it's not always a linear process. Uh, sometimes, you know, something is pulled out from underneath us. It might be we're laid off or a company goes under or there's a health issue or somebody close to us goes through some kind of a drastic or dramatic transition. But I'm just more and more as I get older, I'm of the mindset that life does have a plan for us. And I know that I feel my happiest and most at peace when I feel like I'm living congruent with that. And the way that I know that I'm congruent is through feedback, meaning stuff happens, <laughs> you know, oh. happens. You know, not necessarily completely effortlessly, but, you know, I know that I'm off track when I'm using all my effort, will, and control, and nothing is happening except that I'm getting more and more frustrated. So I do think that when we just start to say no more and no thank you to what's no longer true for us, what's off purpose, what's out of integrity with our soul, we can start to say, now what? Now, now what's really important to me? Now, how do I really want my life to be? Gee, how do I want to run my business and live my life so that I can really, at the end of my life, whenever it comes, and whenever it comes, it will be too soon, but whenever it comes, each and every one of us can say, I lived my life. I genuinely lived my life. Not someone else's idea of what my life should be. Yeah, I hear that a lot from lawyers. You know, they're like in law school or, they, you know, they're, work, they're working to get to partner and they often, not always, but I've heard a lot, stop and assess. You know, we ask the very confronting question, how do I want my life to be? And it's confronting because if you're someone who practices living with integrity, which is paramount to manifestation, the yeah. next question sort of has to be, and what are you willing to do about it? Ah, aha. Uh-huh. So there has to be some accountability here. We can't yes, uh, you know, be, otherwise, yeah. you know, nothing activates, you know, inside of us we have this doubter voice, Is it the dreamer that says, yes, I can, the doubter that says, no, you can't, and the realist that wants to know what's the plan, where are you going to get the time and money. Well, nothing activates that doubter voice more than saying you're going to do something and not doing it or saying you're going to do something and doing something else. So I think our ability to keep our agreements not just with others but with ourselves I think is very, very critical. So this year has been an interesting, this last year or so has been very interesting for you, and there have been some changes for you. Talk to us about how that has influenced where you are today. Well, I don't know that I could look at any area of my life right now and say it it hasn't drastically changed, certainly in the last year or two. Um, I mean, the easiest thing to point to is that I was living in San Francisco, running Dream University, and uh, felt very guided and inspired to come to Los Angeles with the intent of using the media to impact the masses. And very quickly, I was here. I was approached by Jerry Bruckheimer. They wanted to cast me in a show, and the Oprah people, you know, and we were talking to lots of people, but not a lot's happened. As a matter of fact, I asked John Gray at a recent meeting, you were there at the Transformational Leadership yeah. Council, John, of course, of Men Are From Mars, and I said to John, I said, how do you deal with it? You know, he goes, he goes what, you know, eight commitments and three contracts and still no show? I went, yeah, that. <laughs> how do you deal with that? 
and he said to me two words, we'll see. He said, no, he's dealing with L.A. And because there is so much happening here, and I am meeting such extraordinary people. And why, I did a, I'm on the board for the Make-A-Wish Foundation and raised $80,000 for them a few months ago. So a lot of great things are happening. But I've um, also my own insecurity started coming up, my own inadequacy, my own questioning what it is that I'm doing. And I'll tell you, the biggest change that came up, um, and from a business perspective, has been very challenging for me, uh, has to do with this new initiative we've launched. So we launched something called MillionDreamsCampaign.com, MillionDreamsCampaign.com. And the goal is to help one million dreams come true by the end of next year. Wow. I know. It's, it's a huge wow. And, I mean, we've, we've only been up for a few weeks, and over 5,000 people have registered their dreams. But that's not anywhere near where it needs to be in order to reach a million. So, first of all, um, I started, you know, second-guessing myself. What did I do? And what was I thinking? And why did I put this out there? And how am I going to feel if it's only a half million dreams? And, like, all of those conversations that any visionary has to have. But the biggest change came, uh, I'm going to try to articulate this, and you can help me with this, Cheryl, because you're so brilliant at hearing things. So Dream University is my company, is my main business, and we put on workshops and we have online courses, and that's where we make money. Million Dreams is not a revenue site. The idea behind Million Dreams campaign is that people will register their dreams and they'll get lots of free things, articles, inspiring videos, accountability tools to help them at no cost to them actually achieve their dreams. So on one hand, we could say, it's, it's like, a, like a Facebook for dreamers. That's really our vision. So on one hand, it's like Dream University is financing million dreams. And uh, we're hoping that the numbers will be substantial and sponsors will want to come in and be part of this, and that's certainly the long-term vision. So on the upside of this, I feel really excited that I'm so on purpose because our mission is to change how people think and speak about their dreams. So instead of it being a maybe someday when we have enough money or after the kids leave or when we retire, the question really is whether you're a business or an individual, what's important to you and what are you going to do about it? So on one hand, Million Dreams feels so on purpose, but the reality of it is it's very expensive to run. You know, community right. manager, tech support, uh, you, know, up- you know, updating videos so that they really look wonderful. There's a, an amazing video, a five-minute video that we shot at Sonic Franchise at the fast food restaurant, completely unscripted about how this content has impacted both their morale and profitability. And people can just watch it by going, go to milliondreamscampaign.com. It's right on the homepage. But anyway, what I wanted to say, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on it, is on one hand, it's noble, and it feels right, and it feels on purpose, and I feel very alive and engaged at a mission level. But from a business standpoint, you know, it's an unproven commodity. It's an expensive commodity. And like I said, we're spending, uh, you know, a lot of money in order to do this altruistic thing. Right. I do think in the long run, obviously, will impact the whole business. But I would love to hear your thoughts and comments on, you know, how do, as a business owner, how do we make peace with it 
um, when it's not necessarily profitable? Well, the first thing that comes to mind, Marcia, is you are really walking your talk. You are trusting that what has heart and meaning for you is what you need to be doing and that that somehow is going to allow the income and the resources to show up. That Uh is a big, big leap for most people. And I know that you have done a lot of personal work, you know, looking at yourself, looking at your own integrity, looking at what matters to you. And so you have taken this leap of faith. And what a role model you are for all of us. What a role model. And, you know, this is often what happens with people who have vision. Other people look at them and say, are you crazy? Are you out of your mind, right? I am getting a lot of that. Of course. And and yet what we know about a lot of those people with vision is those dreams that they have, that vision that they have, become something bigger than even they could imagine. And so, you know, if you stay the course and say, no, this is what my heart is speaking, this is what has meaning and heart for me, the likelihood is it's going to turn into something really powerful. And there's this other piece, and it's about being of service. And this idea that you are saying to people, look, you know, I'm giving you something and there are no strings attached. Just go to this website and register your dream. You get resources to help you cultivate that dream. You get a community to plug into. And you know what? I'm not going to charge you money for it. I'm not even going to have an expectation of you. That is very um, unusual in these days. Very unusual. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, Bravo, I, say, I, I even had to go to my internet marketing team and say, nope, you do not get to put these people into a funnel. <laughs> ah. You do not get to sign them up for a drip campaign. Uh-huh. You do not get to start selling and marketing them stuff. Let's first figure out what we are. I keep coming back to that that scene in the Facebook and social network movie where uh, – you know, Eduardo wants to be out there selling those ads to the, to the local cleaners, and the Mark yes. Zuckerberg character says, you know, we don't know what we are yet. Uh-huh. You know, we, we, we don't know what we are. And, you know, I'm not inflated enough to yet to put ourselves – I'm not inflated enough to yet put ourselves at that same level, but that is some of the conversation that I notice that I'm having with myself. We just don't know what we are yet. And, you know, because our idea behind Million Dreams campaign is that – we're, you know, we're looking for wonderful uh, nonprofit partners who want to receive this information for free. We actually have a um, $300 webcast course that we're looking to give to, like, the Veterans Administration and Boys and Girls Clubs. And, you know, um, and everybody is so inundated right now with information. I want to make sure that people are going to use it, especially if they're not paying for it. But we're really looking for our strategic partners to give this to. But anybody who's listening, I will say this. Go register a dream. And it costs nothing. Go to milliondreamscampaign.com. Register your dreams. And I, 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 you can register up to 10. 
And um, oh. I, I've been yeah, it's kind of because one dream plants a seed, yeah. but uh, ten dreams it really starts to develop a dream come true light. So you want to think about personal, professional, relationship, health, financial, spiritual, community, family, fun, you know, like all areas of your life. And we invite you to, with each dream that you register, also post what we call a wow. Within one week, what's one action step that you will take in order to demonstrate you're serious about the dream? And what works best, Cheryl, is if you put, some people put um, short-term and long-term Big dreams and smaller dreams because it's really important that we see progress. So it could be that you want to start or grow your business. Well, within one week, what action step will you take? Or maybe you want to get healthy and physically fit. You know, within one week, maybe you're hiring a personal trainer or emptying out your refrigerator. Or you want to be, um, you know, double your business, and within one week, you're going to write a job description for, uh, you know, a, a person that you need to hire. So we d- we've discovered that with one single step, people demonstrate to the world around them and to themselves that they're not just talking about it, they're actually doing something about it. And, that's what, and then also by registering milliondreamscampaign.com, we'll send you three free beautiful e-books to help you get clarity on what you want to support you in believing in a bigger vision for yourself and how to take your dreams and break them down into projects and strategies and action steps. So that comes as soon as you sign up. And that is without any cost to, to the individual. That's it. No cost. Wow. Wow. If anybody wants to make a donation, I'll take donations. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we are looking for corporate sponsors. We are looking for companies who uh, visionary thinking and dreaming big is part of their uh, their mindset. Um, or they feel like, huh, we should be part of, you know, really at one level this could be about rebuilding the American dream. Uh, so if you have a company and that's something you'd be interested in, you can just contact me directly. And we'll give you our, it's Marsha at DreamUniversity.com. It's pretty easy. Great. Well, we are going to take a break. And while we're off air, Marsha, what I'd like you to do is think about this question. If you could dream what million dreams could be, if you could know what you are, million dreams campaign, what would that be? (laughs) I'll be right back (laughs) Voice America Business Network The bottom line in business Leadership is not static. It evolves as you do. At Alexa Consulting, we work with CEOs, senior leaders, and leaders in transition who want to make a difference. Leaders who believe that good business is good for people, good for the world, and knows that conscious actions can have global impact. Are you ready to take your leadership to the next level? If you are, then visit our website at www.alexaconsulting.com. That's www.alexaconsulting.com. Alexa Consulting, developing leaders worldwide. To perform at your maximum potential, you need to have all aspects of your life working properly. On Mind, Brain, and Body, Dr. Michael John Kell will bring you honest, open discussions concerning your physical, mental, and financial health. If you're ready to find purpose and meaning in your life, tune in to Mind, Brain, and Body every Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific. 
mind, brain, and body on Voice America Health and Wellness. Radio dedicated to your health, wealth, wisdom, and purpose. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. We appreciate you joining our leading conversations today. If you would like to participate in today's conversation, please call us now at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Now back to your host, Cheryl. And welcome back to Leading Conversations. We're speaking with my very good friend and special guest, Marsha Weider, today. So, Marsha, I left you with a question at the end of last segment. The question is, if you could dream what MillionDreamsCampaign.com is, if you could name what it is, what would it be? It's a transformational community of uh, like-minded and kindred spirits who have come together with the intention of achieving their own dreams while helping others achieve theirs. Mm-hmm. And the outcome will be, uh, and this is really what I thought about when I thought of um, a million dreams, we'll be thinking about and talking about our dreams in a whole new way, not the fantasy, not the if I win the lottery, not the maybe someday, but a much more empowering stance. And when I really feel into it, Cheryl, it feels like we are restoring faith hope and dignity and during a time where the economy just stinks and unemployment is at an all-time high what we're really about here is um, creating empowerment tools so that each and every one of us really can know that we we can have a say in how our lives are and what the world is like that's big (laughs) (laughs) that's big I mean you know well you know I'll tell you when I watched this little I think it's about four and a half minutes video this uh, that that we was shot at Sonic the fast food America's drive-in so I I was moved to tears because I've been teaching this work around making dreams come true for almost 30 years Uh, it's more relevant than ever now because of what is going on in the world and how out of control we can all feel. But when I watched this little five-minute video and I watched these kids, you know, with their piercings and their tattoos, to tell you the truth, talk about that they now felt like they were part of something and it was a family and they cared about it. And then the manager came on and said, you know, I was pretty skeptical. I didn't think dreaming could impact the bottom line, but where all the other Sonic stores are down or flat, we're up 20%, you know? And I I was watching it. I was so deeply moved and inspired. And I realized that, you know, dreaming can sound frivolous, Uh, you know, and and we should define by a dream. You know, I'm talking about what is it that matters to you? What's important to you? How do you want your life to be? How do you want the world to be? We're not talking about nighttime dreams. We're not talking about fantasies. And we're not talking about fanciful wishes. I'm really talking about using dreaming as a uh, like a, like a rudder to set the course and the direction for your life, for your business, for your family, for your community, for your country, and ultimately for the world. You know, I, I, it, I, I, I'll say, I want, may I throw in one last bit on that? Yeah. yeah I'm sorry, Cheryl. I mean, I talk no, go ahead. Just, go ahead. Uh, in the in the work world, you know. Um, the, the two 
buzzwords that people are asking me to speak about more and more and more right now uh, have to do with employee engagement and innovation. And innovation. So what's more innovative than teaching your people how to dream and be forward-thinking and proactive and how to not be stopped by doubts and fears and other limiting beliefs? And what's more engaging than caring about why your people work for you? Like, we work for a paycheck, but it's what we do with the paycheck that really expresses who we are and what matters to us. Well, and that is what's happening at that Sonic franchise. That is exactly what's happening. Those people have a sense that they are cared about and that they have permission. They have permission to think big. And a lot of our corporate culture is designed in in the value of what I call containment. Mm-hmm. And so though organizations and, and leaders in organizations will rarely admit that. Um, it is about containing people's big ideas so that they don't, quote-unquote, get disappointed, quote-unquote. Exactly. And it's so sad because it does short-circuit all the innovation. It does um, get people to think small. And it does, when they have big ideas, sometimes they don't even put them out there because they just say, oh, you know, they're just going to say this is silly and it will take too much time and, oh, we can't do this. And so we have really shaped a culture of individuals coming out of the corporate world who truly have forgotten how to dream. And, you know, the the whole idea, I was thinking about how dreams, the idea of dreams has taken on this um, whole image of being frivolous. Mm -hmm. Oh, they're such a dreamer, as if that's a bad thing, right? Right. This sounds like what you're saying here is that, wait a minute, dreaming, being willing to step outside of what is and think big and think possibility and let people say you're crazy is where the magic happens. I I agree completely. I mean, I think during these unusual times, it it requires unusual thinking out of the box. And when we're containing people or when we're compromising our dreams down to what we realistically believe is possible, we squelch the passion and we close our creativity to other ideas and options and solutions. And it's not that reality is, is a problem. We have to know where we are in order to design the strategy for where we want to go. But the question is, what has being realistic cost you? If you're overly realistic, it can cost you creativity, um, it can cost you productivity, and at a personal level, it can cost you years off your life because uh, NYU and Columbia University did surveys that uh, did studies and research that show people with passion and dreams live seven to ten years longer and actually have a better quality of life. Well, that so, makes there a lot you of go. Sense. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. 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 And, and and so let's go back to that concept of what has being realistic cost you. Because, you know, there is a whole lot of value in our culture and cultures around the world about being realistic. Be real. Be realistic. You know, don't get out in front of yourself. Just do what matters here. You have a family to consider. You have responsibilities. You have uh, a mortgage to pay, you know, whatever it is. And 
when people are so often told that if they step outside of that, they are being irresponsible. How do you reconcile that? How do you help people move past that? Yeah, I mean, I am a fan of putting water in the pool before you dive in. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good thing. quit our day job and run off kind of willy-nilly and do anything that we want to. There is a certain level of responsibility and a certain level of accountability. So, you know, the other thing is where I see that big dreams die is when we just plop them on our to-do list, you know, write a best-selling book or start my own business or launch a new product or service. Well, big dreams often need to be broken down into projects. So, of course, I recommend, you know, use your realist appropriately. Use it to define what the vision or the dream looks like. Use it to break it down into small projects. I like to see projects that can uh, easily be accomplished in one month or less because one month is a short enough period of time where you can stay passionate and excited about it, but a long enough period of time where you can actually see progress. We must see results in order to stay the course. So, you know, so before you go, uh, you get an idea and you immediately go to, but how am I going to do this? Well, set the realist aside. Really focus on what the vision looks like. Open up to greater possibilities. Break it down into short-term research projects to see what's real, what's possible. And Mm -hmm. along the way, when you start to articulate your dream like a visionary does, as opposed to somebody who's just blabbing, right? So a visionary has a vision, articulates it with clarity so people get it, expresses it with passion so people get excited about it, and a true visionary knows how to inspire other people to join them. And out of that kind of sharing about your dreams, different resources can show up to make it actually happen faster and with greater ease. So, you, can, you know, I'm not saying just, you know, abandon where you are. You want to be smart and strategic about it, but not so overly strategic that you keep yourself immobilized in taking from, you know, from taking the first step. Right. Well, and I think what you say there is so important, Marcia, because um, oftentimes people are overwhelmed by big ideas. I mean, even in something as simple, as, you know, when people have trouble taking small steps, um, you know, I, I teach people things like the simplest thing, you know, it's how come you can't figure out how to go to the dentist? What's going on here? And, well, they have it on their to-do list, go to the dentist. Right. And, right. you know, and so then it's like, well, okay, you've had it on your list for three months and you still haven't done it, so what do you have to do to go to the dentist? Well, I don't have a dentist. Oh, so you have to find a dentist. Yes. Okay, so what do you have to do to find a dentist? I don't know. Look in the yellow pages. Well, well, that's one opportunity. Let's look at some other ways you can do that. So breaking this down into small chunks, and I'm not saying that going to the dentist is somebody's dream. Let's be real. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, but it's an yeah, but you're right. Of, I mean, that's it. If you don't even know who you're going to go to, that's going to be in the way. Or how you're going to find one. Right, you know, so these these little steps that then can be achieved in maybe 24 hours, maybe a week, you know, then leads you to the next step. So I love what you say about managing down, managing these projects into what can be accomplished in a short amount of time to move you closer to your goal. Now, what's the difference between a dream and a goal? Is there? 
Well, I mean, for me, a dream is probably precedes the goal. You know, a dream might be maybe someday often starts out, right? My dream is to uh, travel around the world or sail around the world. Well, the project or the goal might be, you know, uh, by X date I'm actually going to sign up for sailing classes and learn how to do it. Um, you know, and I think that we – We've become, a, you know, a goal-centered society, but often the goals are not meaningful. Yeah. They are not heartfelt. They're not something you're passionate about. And life is filled with stuff that you have to do and you need to do. Let this be some of the things you really want to do. So I define a dream as something that you want. And then we use goals, projects, and strategies as a mechanism for making those dreams a reality. Well, that sounds pretty simple. Mm-hmm. Except the number one <laughs> way that we sabotage our dreams, <laughs> you oh. know, with three, with three little words. But what if we can sabotage our dreams? We project our fears, doubts, and worst nightmares into the dream, and then every time we take a step toward the dream, we're also moving toward our worst nightmares. So it's wow. a sabotaging pattern. So I recommend just split it out. Right out, you know, on one hand, your dream in as much detail as possible and then write out your doubts, fears, or reality someplace else. And then the bottom line question is, which one are you more committed to? And we can tell if you're more committed to your dream or more committed to your doubt or reality through the action that you're taking or not taking every day. That's where the rubber does meet the road, and I think that's probably where I'm a little different because, you know, a dream without any action is just a nice idea. It's a very interesting paradox because, you know, if we're, if we're all over in be realistic, we'll probably compromise the dream down and squelch the passion and sabotage the dream. But if we're, if we're all in, you know, no strategy and we're just in la-la land, probably nothing will happen. So we've got to be rather whole-brained, visionary and creative, practical and strategic. We need both. We need both. And we also need to learn how to thank those people who tell us we're crazy and know that they care about us a great deal and <laughs> then be discerning about whether we let that in or not. You know, I love that you brought this up. I mean, for me, the most essential skill to master, if you want to master manifestation, become an expert at the skill of enrollment. Enrollment, you know, when you share your dream, vision, or ideas in a way that inspires others to join you, to help you, to invest in you, to hire you, whatever it is. I mean, what I know is this, is that if you have not dealt with your own doubts and you meet another doubter on the road, their doubt will magnify yours. But if you've dealt with your own doubt and you meet another doubter on the road, by contrast, it actually becomes the opportunity to deepen your commitment and your conviction to your dream. Develop the ability to talk to anyone, anytime, any place about your vision, and regardless of what comes back at you, 
you can simply thank them for sharing. You, know? yeah. <laughs> you can receive their there. feedback. You can take their point of view, you know, and, you know, maybe they get excited with you and they have a resource and they can connect you and then you get to have an inspiring conversation with them or else they roll their eyes at you and they didn't get it and, oh, well, for them, they're lost, not yours. Right, right, right. And, you know, that that's a tough thing to do for most people and it requires that it really does require us having identified in ourselves where our doubt point is and being trusting that, you know, yes, that exists and I can move past that and that I don't have to fight with this person, I don't have to defend myself, which is where most people go when, when other people push back on them on things like this. They start to defend their position. And, you know, I, I just always find that, not useful, you know? Yes, I like that. I find that not useful. <laughs> what, what is useful when the people do that? What would you suggest? Well, you know, I, I think that the, as you say, thank them for caring, you know, and, and thank them for sharing their thoughts and not engage in the debate because that's not your job, to engage in debate about in convincing them that you are right or that this is worthy, you know? Because if right. you take steps, if you take steps, if you take action and things begin to show up, people are going to see this. And that is going to speak volumes to them. Yeah, I think so as well. I think so as well. You know, it's kind of like, can you stay the course and continue to believe in yourself and your dreams regardless of what the outer world is doing? Because then and only then, as you just said, Cheryl, do people start to really take you seriously. And they don't take you seriously when you're just talking about it either. It's what are you doing about it? Because with one step, you're in action. You're no longer just, you're not just thinking about it and talking about it. New resources show up. Yeah. Uh, people take you seriously. You take yourself seriously. There's a you whole big yourself. shift that happens. Right. You take yourself seriously, and that may be the That's most right. important part of it. We have more to talk about with Marsha Weeder when we come right back. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Leadership is not static. It evolves as you do. At Alexa Consulting, we work with CEOs, senior leaders, and leaders in transition who want to make a difference. Leaders who believe that good business is good for people, good for the world, and knows that conscious actions can have global impact. Are you ready to take your leadership to the next level? If you are, then visit our website at www.alexaconsulting.com. That's www.alexaconsulting.com. Alexa Consulting, developing leaders worldwide. Where do you stand with your money? Let me put this question a different way. Where do you think you stand with your money? Managing money effectively can mean wealth, success, and contentment. Not managing the right way can lead to stress, anxiety, and even health problems. 
To reach your financial goals, tune into The Path to Financial Freedom with host Gordon Bennett. Every day we are faced with choices, and the wrong ones can be hard to correct. Don't make a bad financial choice. Listen every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Business. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. We appreciate you joining our leading conversations today. If you would like to participate in today's conversation, please call us now at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Now back to your host, Cheryl. Welcome back to Leading Conversations. This is Cheryl Esposito, and we're speaking with Marsha Weeder, America's dream coach, CEO and founder of Dream University, and builder of the MillionDreamCampaign.com. Okay, Marsha. So we've been talking about what it takes to dream and, and why it's so important. And, you know, you have created this opportunity for people to take a step to actually take a step toward their dreams, and you're calling it the Million Dreams Campaign. Why is it important for people to register their dreams? The site gives them the opportunity to go there and and look at 10 different parts of their lives, and they can register their dreams in many ways. Why is it important for them to do that? Well, you know, sometimes we keep our dreams such a secret, tucked under our pillows that even we forget what they are. And if you're somebody that has what I call a lingering dream, one of those maybe someday uh, dreams, I would suggest you either do it or dump it. Because as we said earlier, nothing activates that doubter voice more than saying you're going to do something and not doing it. So a lot of us have this, you know, this kind of maybe someday philosophy. And everything changes when you go public with it. Yeah, people say to me, well, I, you know, should I really share my dream for other people to read? You know, well, in this world and in the work that I've been teaching for the last three decades, I have seen unbelievable successes and miracles and shortcuts and happen when we share our dreams with other people. So I think the first step really is to go public with it. Now, we have set it up where you can add more dreams, and we do encourage you to do 10 dreams because not that you have to have one in every area of your life, but some of the dreams you might have are long-term, like retirement. Um, And another dream that you might have might be, I want to get healthy and physically fit, which could be something that you're working on right now. But here's what I know for sure. When we share our dream, we're like a thousand times more likely to do something about it than when we just keep it a secret inside our own little noggin. So I think it's a very critical first step, and, um, you know, especially in a community where people are looking for, and we're creating more tools to make this even easier, but where people are looking for, you know, gee, how can I help you and how can I support you, um, you know, and how can I pay it forward, gee, you guys helped me make my dream come true, how can I help somebody else? I think there's really a, a very different mindset that gets established. Well, as you say that, it it brings up a couple of things. I know that I have heard people say, um, so what if I tell people my dream and then I can't do it? I will then have failed. Right. I think that's huge, Cheryl. I mean, we don't like to share our dreams because, as you just said, if I tell you my dream and I fail, what will you think of me? Yeah. Or 
you know, you might laugh at me or you might steal my idea or the really big reason I don't want to tell you my dream is you might expect me to do something about it. Right. Hold me accountable. But that accountability piece does come up again. You know, and what I would say is this. If you really want to stretch your muscle as a dreamer, post some dreams that you don't know how to make happen, that strategy that comes later, and even a couple perhaps that you don't believe are possible. I mean, it's useful to believe. And by the way, when you register your dreams, we'll send you these three beautiful e-books. Um, I call them the CBAs. Instead of the ABCs like you learned in school at Dream University and here at the Million Dreams campaign, we teach the CBA. C, get clear about what you want. That's the hardest step for many of us. You might be surprised. You might think you have a lot of dreams and only be able to come up with one or two. B, believe in yourself and your dreams. That comes down to a choice of demonstrating that you're serious about your dream by A, taking action. So these three e-books that you'll get, if you go to milliondreamscampaign.com and register your dreams, we'll send you, even if you register one, we'll send you these three e-books. But I want to encourage you to register multiple dreams because when you put something down that you don't know how you're going to make it happen and you maybe don't even believe it's possible but it's something that matters to you and then you start to actually see some traction happen on that dream, that really shifts your mindset. One woman put down there by a house and had no idea how she was going to do it and within 30 days some things changed in her family and her estate and all of a sudden she was able to go and buy her house and she said that she wasn't, you know, she'd always lived like it was a maybe someday, but by posting it here on her profile, it was really top of mind for her and that's what she's doing right now. She's closing on a new home. Oh, wow. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we've got to get the dreams out of our head. That's really the bottom line. Well, getting them out of our head, and, and you know, it, what it makes me think of is that when we declare something to the world or even to one person, we start then sorting for things that support that. Right. Whereas if we hold it inside and the doubt is really kind of the category we're holding it in, in ourselves, um, we also sort for the doubt. So we see reasons to validate why we should not bring that dream forward. And right, exactly. then we put it out there and there's a possibility that, this, that we can do this and there is someone who is saying, wow, that's very cool. Then we have this little sense that, well, maybe this is possible. And we start seeing some things show up about how this could be possible. And I I think that's why this Million Dreams campaign can be so powerful, Marcia, because you are stepping into a community of people who believe in possibility, which may be different. It may be different than the people around you who care so much about you and really want to protect you from pain and disappointment and from, you know, destroying your life. I mean, you know, all the reasons can get really, really big. And so they're not going to view your dreams as possibility. And if you have people around you like that, that's fabulous. You know, that's fabulous. You know, let them support you. Not everybody does. And this, I I see some real power in this. 
Yeah, it's very, very exciting. And you know, like I said, we've only been up for a couple of weeks, and there's already over 5,000 people that have registered dreams. So that's pretty exciting. And we haven't even really gone out yet, you know, with our contest and our PR. And so I think that there's yeah. a need for it. And then, you know, we're really looking at what are the accountability tools that people need to keep them engaged and, you know, and, and, uh, and accountable. That's really it. Keep them engaged and accountable. So, you know, there are people who are dreamers who um, tend to be loners. And, you know, who knows what came first, whether they were, you know, quiet, introverted types who, you know, kind of like to keep things to themselves, or if because they've been told they're crazy, they've just kind of retreated into that style of being. Mm. And they, they don't necessarily like stepping into a big community. They don't really like Know, being in the spotlight, so to speak, um, how do you help them kind of move into this Million Dreams campaign process in a way that feels safe and inviting? Well, I mean, I really, what I've seen so far in our community is the level of positivity, and it's, and it's not even Pollyanna. I mean, when people are posting a dream or they're asking for help, you know, they can go in different groups and make requests. Uh, the level of generosity and kindness and support has been really quite inspiring, Cheryl. And I think that many of us live in our world where we're becoming more and more isolated with technology and all these other things in our life. And um, a lot of people come to our community because when I talk about building a dream team, they're like, but I don't have anybody who, who's on my dream team. like, well, you do now. Now you have a community of people, a safe place where you can come to share your ideas and to share your dreams. And, you know, you don't have to until you feel ready. You don't have to, you know, uh, reveal the whole thing. You never have to reveal the whole thing because that could be proprietary. But just even going public with the dream really does, I think, start to heal something inside of us. And if we can truly come together as a community of people who care about each other, I think the word will get out that this is a safe place to share your dreams and where you're not, in, you're not being sold stuff, you know, and um, you can really, uh, you, can, you can just get this, the support that you need so that you never have to feel alone. And it might not be for everybody. I mean, somebody who's an absolute, like, oh, my God, I would never share my dream with anyone, well, they might just be a voyeur in our community. <laughs> you know, we have inspiring videos for people to watch. Uh, people can post on the blog without registering a dream. They can comment. We have true story videos up, you know, everything from a 60-year-old woman who went back to school to um, an artist who, you know, it had, you know, was a young, struggling artist, had $100 in the bank when he came to this country from Mexico City with his wife and new baby, and just recently won an Emmy for animation. Uh, you know, another woman who um, went through a tragic loss in life, and then the business story with Sonic. And so we'll be updating. There's even an interview on the blog. Uh, I interviewed Jack Canfield talking about why dreaming is important, and that's kind of a fun thing. So there's lots of stuff for people to see and do if, if you don't register a dream. But in order to get the free three uh, e-books and in order to really, get, you know, get the ball rolling on one to ten dreams, do take the step, register your dreams. And, uh, you know, and if you, ha if you know it, it w a within one week action step that you'll take on each one of those. And then you can update it. Because the way to accomplish our dreams 
really is one practical step at a time. And what we want to do is we want to, we want to move toward the dream as opposed to compromising the dream down to what we realistically believe is possible based on how much money we have in the budget or in our bank account. You know, as you're saying all this, um, what it makes me think is that because as, as a world, not just as a culture, as a world, we, so many have lost the power of dreaming. They've lost the skill. Now, this actually is something we need to teach. Now, we don't need to teach babies how to do this or little kids how to do this because they know this. But we tend right. to pummel this out of small children, right? So by the time they're adults, they're realistic and they can, you know, have a life that really is responsible. And, exactly. And, and, and what I'm hearing you say is that we can recultivate this as literally a skill for success for the future, for a world. I love that, Cheryl. I really love that. I feel so gotten. <laughs> you know, um, uh, the blessing, uh, some of the work that I've created over these last 14 books in so many, many years, it, uh, the work has made its way into the prisons and into some battered shelters and a little bit here and there in the school system. But let's face it, in school we're taught to solve problems. We're not really taught visionary thinking. We're not taught how to tap into our creativity and our imagination and open to possibility. And I think the world would look very, very different when we reclaim and, and deepen and integrate that skill set. You know, there are people in the world who believe that as human beings, we actually know how to solve every single problem that exists in, in, on the planet. We know how to solve the issues of global warming. We know how to solve the issues of hunger. We know how to solve the issues of water that is poisoned and can't drink. We know how to solve all of the issues. We know how to solve poverty and that we make things so much harder and we get realistic and make things so much harder than they have to be. And what, what it makes me feel as I'm listening to this is that, you know, we can go beyond uh, the small dream for ourselves and also once we get comfortable with that, let ourselves have the luxury of dreaming bigger for the world. I love that. I'm amen, sister. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly right. We can dream the future that we want for ourselves and for this world. And, you know, we're, I mean, problem solving is useful and necessary. It's, it's a very, very critical skill. But if we're just focusing on problems, it's like we're focusing on what do we want to get rid of? What do we want to change? Right. What do we want right. to fix? As opposed to what do we want to create? What do we want to design? What is, you know, we're, we're living in very, very challenging times. And you and I talked about in our last interview, which was on, how to live as a 21st century visionary. The yes. first step, you may, you may remember, had to do with getting comfortable with uncertainty, that yes. we live in uncertain times. And, you know, if we try to keep things the way that they are or they, they were, well, we're seeing it. Things are just crashing and, and not working. 
So, you know, rather than getting freaked out about how fast everything is changing and what's wrong, we can come back to our a very, very centered place and ask, you know, gee, who am I? What is it that's important to me? What am I willing to do about? And what, and what contribution can I make to basically making my life and the world a better place? Marcia Weeder, you are brilliant. And it is an <laughs> honor, an honor to have you with us once again on Leading Conversations. And remember, everyone, the uh, website is milliondreamscampaign.com, milliondreamscampaign.com. Let's try it. Terry, we'll try it one more time, something. Milliondreamscampaign.com, right? That's it. That's it. Yeah, something weird was happening on the line, so thanks oh, for repeating that. Sure. Yeah, and then if, you, if anyone needs to reach me, you want to talk about sponsorship opportunity or you've got a you know, important nonprofit that you think would really benefit from some of the premier tools that we have, you can email me at Marcia, M-A-R-C-I-A, like Marcia, Marcia at dreamuniversity.com, and I'm happy to help and explore opportunities with you. We're looking for our strategic partners and people who can help get this message out to a lot of people and who want to participate in what we're creating. Marcia, you're a world changer. Thanks for being with us today. Thank you so much. Remember, everyone, to think big. The world could be a better place because of a conversation that matters. This is Cheryl Esposito. Thank you for spending this hour with Cheryl Esposito and Leading Conversations. You can listen live every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on the Voice America Business Channel. If you have a question or comment for Cheryl, please email her at leadingconversations at alexaconsulting.com. That's L-E-A-D-I-N-G-C-O-N-V-E-R-S-A-T-I-O-N-S at A-L-E-X-S-A-C-O-N-S-U-L-T-I-N-G.com. See you next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.